Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. Acts chapter 4. It's funny, I've preached the book of Acts my whole life, but I haven't preached uh, this passage in its fullness. I've picked from the passage, and if I have, I've forgotten. But I want to have a look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. I'm going to read from New King James. And before I, I, I open the text, uh, there's, a, there, there's a text that, that well, there's a, there's a context to this passage, and that is that uh, Peter and John had been locked up in the, uh, in the temple prison, basically, for preaching something that was not in the flow of what uh, the Jews wanted them preaching. And so they had been preaching the power of the Holy Ghost. They had been preaching the supernatural. They had been preaching the baptism in the Spirit. They had been preaching signs and wonders. They had been preaching the coming of the Lord. They had been preaching all kinds of things. The church began to rise in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so this preaching uh, began to get momentum, people getting saved by, by the, 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 the thousands and thousands of people getting healed. And so uh, the Sanhedrin confronted them and locked them up. And basically they were let go eventually, but they couldn't preach Jesus. They weren't allowed to talk about this Jesus. How many know uh, that the name of Jesus is a powerful name? And, and when, you, when, when you start using that in faith, you will worry the camp of the religious. And, and so the religious people of the day are trying to shut them down. And, and, and so they, they, they wanted to keep preaching through, uh, keep preaching through the challenges and, and keep preaching through the opposition and keep preaching through that. But their boldness uh, had, had taken a bit of a hit. So they pray this in Acts chapter 4 and 29. This is Peter and John. And we'll talk about this more in a moment. This is their prayer, verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And verse 31 says this, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now a multitude of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Neither did anyone say that any of those things he possessed was his own and they had all things in common. Now I want to look at verse 33. I love this. This, is, this, this, this preaches itself. It says, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. If you look at the two people caught up in that prayer, you have Peter and you have John. Peter, a man of faith, walked on water, preached at Pentecost. He was supernaturally used of God. He had bold faith. He Walked up just one chapter earlier to a lame man. He said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, such as I have, I give to you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I love that he didn't just stop there. He picked him up by the right hand and lifted him up. And the Bible says, and as he did that, immediately his ankle bones received strength. That was Peter, a man of faith. You don't walk on the water if you don't have faith. But then you've got John who had a revelation of the love of God. He had put his head on the chest of Jesus and just drew from the heartbeat of God. You had faith working you had intimacy with God working. Those two things are, are, are an incredible combination to be used by the Spirit of God. Some of us have faith, but we forget to love Jesus. Some of us are so in love with Jesus, but we don't walk by faith. We've got to get those two things happening in our life. Faith, but knowing God in worship. Some people want to know God in power, but I want to know His voice. I, I want to know the simplicity of His person. I want Him to talk to me. I want to love Him. I want Him to love me. I want to delight myself in Him, but I want to see miracles. I want to see deliverance. I want to... I'm preaching pretty good on Easter. Happy Easter. All those Cadbury chocolates I ate those white ones. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord, by the way. Here's the thing. Faith and intimacy, they go together. And faith and intimacy began to pray. And when they began to pray, the Bible says the whole place where they were assembled was shaken. Other people were with them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and God began to, to work. But these guys had been shut down because they were considered uh, uneducated, they were considered blasphemous, and they were considered troublemakers, and they knew that they had this name, Jesus, that could do extraordinary damage to the kingdom of darkness. And I want to tell you, nothing's changed in 2020. You can be uneducated. You can be a little bit unpredictable. You cannot have it all perfect in your world, but you do have the name that's above every name. And His name works. Can I tell you, His name is greater than fear. His name is greater than anxiety. His name is greater than cancer. His name is greater than COVID-19, coronavirus, Wuhan virus, bat virus. His name is greater than any virus. Why? Because every name uh, that, 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 even, that even elicits any kind of fear still has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And I have come to remind you, Life Point Church, Adelaide and Taylor Bend and wherever else, this message is going out, uh, that, that these guys were onto something. They prayed for boldness. You might say, oh, I'm too timid to do anything for, for God. Well, pray for boldness. Because as they prayed, something supernatural happened for the glory of God. And it's, it's amazing to me uh, that, that, that what they had had already been given to them on the day of Pentecost. You receive power to be a witness. But then the Bible says they had great power. That's the difference that a prayer life can actually unlock. God will give you something. But when you bring prayer into that, God can expand that. And instead of having power, you now have great power. Instead of having grace, you now have great grace. That's the power of praying and seeking God and asking God for boldness and anointing to see the supernatural. I love this. It's, it's the true balance of power evangelism. It's boldness, but it's power. And so right here, we see them asking God for, for boldness. Paul essentially asked God for the same thing. Paul wasn't even saved at this point. But he asked in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, he said, my preaching and my teaching were not with the persuasive words and the wisdom of men, but he, he said, let it be with a demonstration of your spirit and power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This is not a long message. I've really said most of what I wanted to say, but they prayed and they asked God to breathe on that which you already gave. God's given you a measure of faith. We can pray, God, would you enlarge it? God's given you anointing. We can pray, God, would you 
enlarge it. Maybe God's given you a spirit of wisdom. Ask God in this season, would you enlarge it? Maybe, maybe he's given you an ability to preach. God, would you enlarge it? I pray that God, God would bring his hands on our church, but as we pray, God can take something good and add great to it. He can take some natural and add super to it. He can enlarge the thing and see God do something. I don't like uh, being isolated. I don't like being stuck at home and not being able to have church with all of you. But what I do love is that we're probably reaching double the people that we were ever reaching before. And I'm believing God that those they're, they're real people that are going to come into this place and we're going to see God do something. I'm, I'm praying for God to take what you have and add his measure to it, add his power to it in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? And, and so we see the scripture here in verse 33. I don't know if we can get it back on the screen. Acts 4, 33, it says this, it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all with great power. Let's just leave that up for one moment with great power. If I put my finger there, is it in the right spot? With great power. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And, and, and here, great grace was upon them all. Great power and great grace. And really they sandwich the greatest story that's ever been told. You've got great power to preach a great gospel and then great grace comes upon you. I don't wanna just talk to this room. I wanna talk to this room for a minute as well and let you know we can, we, we can do it all in our own strength. But if we would pray and commit it to God, Two fish, five loaves, that, that's great. But the minute Jesus elevated that and gave thanks for it, that's when it began to grow. That's when it began to multiply. And I'm, I'm praying that what God would do here is as we say, God, we just lift this season to you. We lift up Life Point Church to you, that we wouldn't shrink back, but God would breathe and, and put His great power, great anointing. I got so much I want to say and I can't figure out what it is. I'm just stuck in this space. of <laughs> Anyway, that was a Holy Ghost Tourette. Great power. They went around doing miracles. Now, let, 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 me, let me put some context around this for a minute. Great power. The, the, these guys, you've got to understand, Peter and John, they saw Jesus die on Calvary. They saw him rise again with their, with their own eyes. I'm not saying Peter didn't have his challenges in that season. But they saw it. They saw the resurrection. They saw him walk through a wall. They saw him appear to Thomas. They saw the mirror. They didn't just see the death and resurrection. They saw the ministry of Jesus. They saw him doing the supernatural things uh, that he did. And then not only that, they went to an upper room on the day of Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. So they saw the ministry of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. They saw the coming of the Holy Spirit. They saw the church established in power and anointing. I'm telling you right now, no wonder the people of the day, the religious people of the day were freaked out because how can you argue with somebody that saw Jesus die and rise again, that saw him walk on water, that called Lazarus out of a grave? John didn't necessarily, uh, sorry, let me, let me, I'll get back to that in a minute. They, they saw the supernatural power of God. John saw it, Peter saw it. And, and in that time, uh, 
between the resurrection and, and, and the coming of the Holy Spirit, Luke found Jesus. The half-brother of Jesus, James, found Jesus. I mean, it was wild. And so they're going through Jerusalem telling people what God's done. The fire of God's filled an upper room in that city. 3,000 people have now got saved. It is wild. And so when we read with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is actually after they prayed for boldness. So imagine the gear shift from where they had been and saw the breakthrough. Boom. Then the gospel went out to the entire world. I feel like right now I'm praying God for a a shift, uh, uh, for a move, for God to take this message of the power of God to the world and see God do it. The Bible says this gospel will be preached to every corner of the world and then the end will come. People are saying, is it the end of the earth? Not until the gospel is preached. I, I, I pray as a church, we'd be even more clear with preaching the gospel, that we'd preach it with greater measure of anointing. The Bible says with great power, exceeding dunamis. So not just dunamis, supernatural ability, but now with exceeding supernatural ability. I want some exceeding supernatural power in our church. Jesus left them with dunamis, but with prayer it became great dunamis. So they had great power. Then the Bible says, with great power, gave the apostles witness. They obviously were preaching a great gospel. I don't think there's any greater message than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I shouldn't even say it like that, that I think. Let me say it again. There is no greater story or truth or reality than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and can can you imagine? I mean, I, I can preach on the resurrection, but I've got to preach it with my eyes of faith. I've got to preach it, close my eyes and picture it. These guys, with great power, preach what they were eyewitnesses of. But by the Spirit of God, you and I are those eyewitnesses as well. Because the blood of Jesus that flowed 2,000 years ago is as real today as it was then. So today, I, I might not have been there in reality, but I tell you what Calvary did for them, Calvary's done for me. What the cross did for them, the cross has done for me. What the day of Pentecost did for them, the day of Pentecost has done for me. I thank God that we can be a church that can preach the gospel with great power. We can preach a greater story, but back it up with signs, wonders, and miracles, and, and the supernatural. I feel like God spoke to me maybe a month or so ago, and I shared it with Joel and Ari, that just through the worship of our church, people are going to start being healed. I don't know if I've said that publicly yet, but now's a good time, hey, because you're all at home. You couldn't go on holidays, so you have to watch. And there's nothing on TV because they're not making new shows because of isolation. So this is TV. Ah, there's no excuse for not coming to church. I'm staying home. I want to watch TV. Hello. But can, can I tell you, I, I feel like out of this house, we're going to see the kind of worship that sees people healed and delivered by the power of God. And I declare it in Jesus' name with great power. They preached a great gospel. And then, just before I get to my last thought, I told you it was a short message. They preached a great gospel. The Bible says with great power, the apostles gave witness to the fact that Jesus was alive. I, I, can't, uh, I can't help but ask this question. 
that if we're preaching the without great power, why should the world believe us? Why should the world believe a church doesn't preach the fullness of miracles anymore? Doesn't tell people that they can experience the third person of heaven, the Holy Spirit. Why should the world believe us if we've got every program? But you walk in here and there's no power. I pray that when you walk in this place or when you're watching at home, you'd sense such an anointing. that You cannot doubt the fact that we are connected to resurrection power and resurrection life with great power. The apostles, what a great scripture gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible goes on to say, and great grace, great grace. You know, for, for all of us, we've experienced the grace of God, but there's great grace. What does that look like? Grace is a funny word because it's preached in so many contexts. I, I've always believed that grace ultimately is, is the beauty of salvation. God operates in the, in the realms of mercy and grace. Mercy is not getting what you deserved. I deserved hell. I deserved separation from God. I deserved His judgment. I deserved His wrath. They're the things I deserved. Mercy came in and I never had to experience those things. But then grace kicked in. So mercy means I, I didn't get the punishment, but grace is that I got heaven. Grace is that I get eternal life. Grace is that I get a relationship with Jesus. It's the unmerited favor. So mercy kicks in and I'm not punished, but grace kicks in and I get rewarded. When I gave him ashes, he gave me beauty. I gave him rags, he gave me riches. I gave him sin, he gave me righteousness. Great grace. So, so that's under salvation. So what does great grace look to look like to people that are preaching the gospel? To, it's the same Meaning unmerited favor, benefit of God, great favor. So great power for a great gospel and great favor. I'm praying great favor for every person in our church. Maybe Daniel, if you can come and, 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 and just give us some, some background music so we can play just a little bit of elevator music. Not that you're allowed in elevators right now. Great grace. There's something about grace being on what we do. There's an ease. I look at the Message Bible. I've never considered the Message to be a Bible. Uh, it's not a Bible, but it's an incredible parallel paraphrase of Scripture. It brings out some beautiful stuff. And so I love the Message. As long as you study the Bible and maybe have the Message to... to refer to, and I don't quote the message too much. I'm, I like the Message Bible. I think it's a powerful book and, and, and it's a great paraphrase and it puts some great thoughts together. But talking about grace, Bible talks about coming under Jesus, but in the message, he says, are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I've never preached on this before. Everyone else has. It's my turn. I want what's happening here to have such great power that it's not forced. That there's an unforced sense of God's favor 
upon it, that we're not striving to try and make it work. We're not striving and pushing and driving, but we just relax. I'm not talking about being lazy, but I'm talking about resting in the grace of God to do something in our world and in our church. And, and right across Adelaide right now, that's this is what I felt God lay on my heart to preach tonight. And the great grace, the great anointing, the great power would be upon us. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au. 